Uh, Eddie Van Halen died. My world went to shit. So. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! <laughs> I'm only joking. We start again. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode all of the ones, 111 of Sapnin Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend slash former nemesis, Morgan Richards, a.k.a. Mo Dick. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. <laughs> but you, you sounded, better... Um, you s- Make oh, no. damn sure oh, to set right. phases to stun for this oh, um, new American classic episode. American and Welsh classic. That's true, actually. Yeah, that's fair. Technically. Well, two thirds of this podcast are Welsh. So, mm, that, yeah. But yeah, as you've read, <laughs> as you've seen on the graphic, this week's guest is the Colour Fred frontman, former member of Take It Back Sunday, Fred Mascherino. Yes, he's literally so influential, he's got his own colour. That's bad, isn't it? They've made a colour for him. I went, oh, that's what we should have asked. Oh, I would have... I would have oh, we are the worst podcast that exists. We're not the worst podcast no, no. that exists. Um, but... Oh, I wasn't that a fucking opening question. Fred, what colour is the colour Fred? Oh, I can't believe... Do you know what? Scrap this. I don't want to play this podcast anymore. Um, (laughs) No, but seriously, like, let's not be shy here. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, then welcome. Hello. But if you're a regular listener, if you checked this out before, then you know just how much I'm going to be freaking out personally on this episode and how much this guest means to us. Fred Mascherino, truly one of the greatest songwriters to grace the emo scene, inspiring a generation of music lovers with his bands Brick and Pangea, The Cut of Fred, Terrible Things, countless session work, and of course his legendary four-year stint in Taking Back Sunday, being a major collaborator and co-writing two of their iconic albums in Where You Want To Be and Louder Now. 
generally, this is an absolute pleasure. Those two records, to me, are some of my favorite to ever exist, along with Ben to Break. And we're going to be getting a lot of very honest, I can't stress that enough, very honest secrets about them and his two decades in the music industry. Yes, he was involved in the writing of some of Taking Max Sunday's biggest ever songs and their first major label album. Like this, it's mad, isn't it? But yeah, thank you very much for Fred for giving us his time. We had a fucking great laugh with him. We talked for like over an hour and a half, I think. <laughs> and um, yeah, he was amazing, and it was it was great to hear the insight into things that went on behind the scenes with Taking Back Sunday. The Colour Fred and Breaking Pangea as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a, it was an absolutely brilliant chat. As always, thank you again to Fred Mascherino. We've also spoken to uh, Adam and John from Take Back Sunday in the past. So, uh, yeah, if you have a look through wherever you get podcasts from, have a scroll through and you'll see our episode with Take Back Sunday if you want more Take Back Sunday podcasty stuff in your life. Yeah, so click subscribe wherever you're listening to this because it does help. But as you mentioned, Sean, this is just really touching because he's written some absolute anthems over the years and we're going to get some real good insights into new music from the color fred starting up his own youtube channel and he even indulges in things that the fact he's being a vegan since 1997 he's been a vegan he's been a vegan since before vegans started shouting about being vegan i was a vegan before it started being cool he might be the original vegan Ooh, that's a is that, um, is that a good name for that song? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, but he also gives a very touching tribute to his idol, Van Halen, and tells us how he almost joined Dashboard Confessional and a host of other acts who have tried to steal his services in the past. And if you're a big emo super fan like me, then, oh my God, are you going to be blown away by what he's going to be telling you later on in this podcast. Yes, and his story about playing with one of his favourite bands was amazing. And it's, I think it's always great to see rock stars being blown away when they get to play with their favourite bands or whatever. So, yeah, it was such a such a great, great episode. And we had a really, really good time with Fred. And, um, yeah, I hope we get to do one in the flesh in the future if this virus ever leaves. Mm, that, w- that would be nice. That would be nice. But if you'd like to keep updated on everything going on in the world of Sapnin Podcast, why don't you head over to our social media pages at Sapnin Pod on the Twitter and Instagram to give us a cheeky follow and like all of our stuff. Get in touch with us at Sapnin Pod on Twitter and Instagram. That's S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. That's S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. And if you've enjoyed any of the 111 shows we've put out, I'm saying it halfway through this, if you've enjoyed any <laughs> of the 110 and a half podcasts that we've put out, um, please think about supporting us at patreon.com forward slash sapnin um where you can give as little or as much as you want and yeah it all goes into keeping us alive and make us making these podcasts each and every bloody week yeah because we have missed a week 111 weeks now mad and we have got we have had some (laughs) insane stuff going behind the scenes right that we can't talk about Good and bad, mm. mainly bad, <laughs> mainly bad. <laughs> but w- w- 
Yeah, I'm glad we're laughing about it. We got it. We've got we started, Yeah, just before we started recording, I was nearly crying. Um, but here we are, still going. So yeah, check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. If you don't want to uh, support that way, uh, like Morgan said, subscribing, rating, and sharing on social media is a massive, massive help to us. So please, please, please think about doing that. Because really, it genuinely, genuinely helps and we need all the help we can get. Yes, it really, really helps us out so much. But if you do visit patreon.com forward slash sapling and decide to become a member of our wacky and wonderful community, then you get to just meet some incredible friends. They're all helping each other out in this weird, weird time, uh, interacting with each other online through Zoom, having calls, watching films and just looking after each other. We're trying as much as we can to post even more bonus content exclusively on the Patreon as well for you all to check out and have a a few more laughs and smiles in these dark times but i can truly say that patreon.com forward slash sapnin is where you want to be (laughs) start the episode if you if you got a bad feeling about this should we just no don't don't even fucking do anymore just start the podcast now you've ruined it You've ruined it. Sapnin! You knew! You knew! You re- Look, I can see it in your fucking face that you, this whole time, you were like, oh, I'm going to end with a, a TBS pun. I'm sorry. This is Fred Marcherino from The Colour Fred, formerly of Take It Back Sunday. He's a fucking legend. What a lovely chap. Fucking Sapnin! Sapnin! <laughs> you prick. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Sapnin! Sapnin! 
Sabnin! <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> Our guest this week is uh, vocalist, singer, songwriter, guitar virtuoso, Oof. Fred of the Colour Fred fame, of Take It Back Sunday fame, and of Masherino family fame. Yeah. Uh, thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast. Um, the pleasure's all mine. Thanks for having me, oh, guys. Cool. Oh, I, no, I finally made it once, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you brought it up. We weren't going to bring it up. So, yeah, this is our, uh, this is our third attempt at uh, trying this podcast. Um, third time's yeah, the charm. Yeah, thank oh, you very much they for kept, giving us they the They kept time. over sleeping, and I'm just sitting here by myself. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing is, in the intro and outro of this podcast, uh, you you might not hear unless you listen to the whole thing back. We're gonna tell the truth. We're gonna tell the truth. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for giving us our time. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, my my pleasure, guys. Good to be here. <laughs> but how are you doing with everything uh, at the moment, anyway? How's things treating you? Um, actually, uh, things are good and I almost feel guilty that they are good because, you know, I, I, it could be worse. Um, and I, you know, we've had some sick people in my family and, and, and things like that. But, uh, but I, um, in general, like I'm keeping busy with different music things and writing with a lot of people remotely. And just kind of, uh, I get up every day and come out to the studio and make music. So that, for me, is living the dream. And I might not have done that exactly had COVID not happened. So it's, it's for me, it's a little bit of a blessing. Not financially a blessing, but <laughs> who cares, yeah. you know? So yeah. yeah. Can you mention anybody you've been remotely recording with? Or um, is it all yeah, a bit hush-hush um, for now? I, uh... I, I mostly was writing with a lot of uh, producers. I, I went to L.A. in August and uh, wrote with um, uh, somebody, the bass player in the neighborhood and um, someone from the Mowgli's. And I actually got together with the drummer of Sum 41, um, who's doing solo stuff now. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, some guys that I know from bands like that, that I'm, I'm talking to and, um, just, just doing the whole producer and writing thing. I have, um, a lot more of that going on and it was a great time to start it, honestly. So the trip to LA was a little scary because the flight <laughs> is, was frightening. <laughs> um, yeah. but, um, I just, I actually wore two masks I almost I wanted to wear a, a goldfish helmet. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, Double bag in, nice. I made it there and back, and I test. I got a COVID test when I got back, and luckily I hadn't gotten it. So uh, yeah, nice. Well, nice. Yeah. Well, good to hear. But um, to start, I really wanted to mention because it seems that it's just been such a creative period for you lately with all these writing and just everything behind the scenes with in the shed with fred and your youtube channel just revisiting a lot of old material playing play alongs for people every sunday morning everything i mean how have the last few months been for you in that sense just being able to dive into your whole back catalog and and, and look at your career yeah it's that's what i mean it's like been like almost like a rebirth for me I've posted, you know, uh, 55 videos now on my YouTube channel and um, because I've been posting at least one a week and 
I'm sort of building a little community there of people that are waiting for the next video. I, you know, I schedule the releases and then I get on and chat with everybody while it's playing. And um, it's been so nice for me because, um, you know, I was just hacking away at some of the other media for a while and then realized that I'm more of a storyteller. So like Instagram, like Twitter came out and I realized I wasn't funny enough for that. <laughs> and then, and then Facebook is, I just go crazy. I don't like Facebook and, and, uh, Instagram I like, but I'm not a photographer. So now I'm, uh, finally found the medium, the long, the long play where I can sit and tell my tour stories or play an acoustic song or do whatever. And it, it fits on that. So the YouTube has been amazing because it's just been growing and it's all during, during this time that it's been happening. Yeah. It's been interesting as well to see the different kinds of fans come to that community from all your different projects over the years and, and looking at different material? Well, yeah. I mean, that's what's kind of crazy is like there are people that liked me since 15 years ago, 20 years ago that are still on there and, and, and talking to me, leaving comments. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you like, I can't believe you guys are still here like and interested. And it's, it's really cool because Obviously, my fans aren't 17-year-olds anymore, although there, <laughs> there is a little batch of younger people that are, that are yeah. into our scene, um, which I'm also talking to. But, but it's just been neat. And a lot of people from overseas, and uh, it just kind of – like I do these live – I do a live stream every Sunday at 10 a.m. I call it uh, Morning Coffee with Fred. And I have people from Asia showing up, people from South America, and we're becoming like this little family, and I'm trying to grow it to 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 all of us. And just because I'm willing, you know, it's all there for the taking as far as like putting yourself out there. It just takes a lot of work. So it's, it's taking my time. I, I, I kill a day or two every week, you know, putting together my videos and and thinking about what I'm going to write, you know, talk about. But it's been it's been so fun and and just like and and if if COVID hadn't happened, I'd probably be out running around trying to work <laughs> freelance jobs or whatever. I'd have a lot more guitar students or something to that effect. But but I've been stuck home, so it's like you know I can't just sit here. Let's let's turn on the the camera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I, I've got to say, keep it up. I've been watching loads of the videos. It's given me hours of entertainment being stuck in the house and stuff. And I've just really enjoyed like just hearing stories about some of the early days in the studio from breaking Pangea to taking back Sunday and everything else. Yeah, no, thanks, man. That's what the, the, the history is all, you know, up here and we didn't have a means <laughs> to get it to people. So I'm happy to, to put it together and, and uh Sort of, because uh, I, you know, it's my pleasure that that, that people. I'm, I'm lucky that people want to hear about it at all. So it's, I feel very like uh, fortunate for that. I, I actually talked recently to Matt Rubano about how lucky are, what a lucky bastards we are. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I watched that in. Yeah, I watched that interview, and it's um, yeah, it's very very funny. So uh, well, it's just very in, very enjoyable and very. 
informative as well, I guess, because, yeah, because that's basically what, what you're doing now with your YouTube channel is basically how we started this podcast. It was yeah. like, I I had stories of me being allowed near super famous people <laughs> I shouldn't have been allowed anywhere near, and I needed a way to try and get them out because people might not believe this shit. Right. So that's kind of how this came, that's how this came about, and then... Yeah, like you said, like when we, but when we started this, we never expected like a community or anything like that. And then we started a Patreon for it, expecting like four or five people to join. And now, yeah, the community aspect of it has been absolutely amazing. And especially through this time as well. Yeah, that that's the unexpected thing is is that like you get to know these people that are that are joining you every week and and it's like oh wow like and and then they call you out they're like hey I requested this song last week and you still haven't played it so <laughs> incredible but um like speaking of all these experiences and knowledge and everything there's, there's so much we want to get into but we have to start with the color threads because 2020 you've actually put out a couple of new singles um, yes. for the first time in quite a while it seems that behind the scenes you've been non-stop working on things as well can you talk to us really what the the kind of situation is with new material for the color threads at the moment is there like a whole album of material in the works what's what's going on yeah so um i have um i have six or seven songs mixed um the songs that i've sort of been putting out were album tracks that i just i i was going too long without putting anything out so we're like let's make a little video for this and put it out the big thing i did in the last few months was future past which was um the uh, full collaboration and i basically I played an acoustic guitar and sang to a to a metronome and I, I I said, Hey, who wants to be on my new song? And I just put it out there and, and I had anybody who wanted, like it was all my like my fans or whatever, they all sent in, added their own instruments on top and sent it back to me. So a lot of guitar players, a lot of singers, there was a drummer and a bassist who added stuff. There were programmers who did like Ableton stuff and, and keyboards and pianos. And um, it, it just, when I got everything back, I started putting it in. Like I just thought, well, I'll take the first guy that sent stuff and it was like this electronic beat and I put that with my acoustic. And then the next guy played some acoustic guitar lead type of stuff. So I put that in and he had a keyboard pad and then some guitar players and then it just all some singers and it just started to become this huge thing with 20 people on the same song um, and then I thought I was done because it seemed so magical but then I got another round of things so I, I did a few other mixes for it so, so then I put it out as four mixes um, on all the streaming stuff but um it's called Future Past. But that was so cool because all those parts on there, I didn't direct anyone. I didn't want to say anything. I said, do whatever you want. And I said, the one thing I'll say is I left some holes where I just like held a note for, you know, extra long. I was like, fill that spot up. And everyone like got super creative there. But other than that, I didn't really say anything. So I hear this song and like, the first few people I played for, they're like, man, the hair on my arm is sticking up. And, and like, I, I felt so happy because, like, I, I wasn't even, I didn't even have to be proud of it because they all did it. And it was, like, these fans of mine. And, 
you know, of course I had to, you know, sculpt it when I was mixing it, but it, 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 it that was probably the most rewarding thing I've done in, in ages. And, uh, so, so that was a, a song. Um, but then a few more months passed and we released lost and lonely, which my bass player made a video for. He was, when he was locked at home and hadn't seen any of us in a month, he just said, I'm making a video. And we had no idea what for or what, why, or we did a live stream and he came on and we premiered the video and talked about it. And, and, uh, so those are the kind of events that I'm able to do right now that are pretty pretty fun <laughs> did anybody send any um weird takes in with any like weird instruments <laughs> um, my first thought was was it a scratch dj it wasn't <laughs> but that was my first thought i mean there was definitely some dj stuff and i i kept it in there like not scratching wow. though but um uh, someone asked if needs I, to come I back. Would, someone asked if i wanted woodwinds and i said absolutely like send it over but then they never did so i, I don't uh. know so. <laughs> No, nothing too crazy. <laughs> I tell you, 2021 is going to be the year the scratching comes back. Are you going to bring it back? I can't do it. And I don't know, I literally don't know anybody that does it anymore. I knew somebody that did it 16 years ago. I don't know, yeah. Well, D- DJ, DJ Lethal is still going. Oh, DJ Lethal is still home. going, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's still trying, isn't he? Um, Lost so, yeah. art. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, in a way, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't. Re- I didn't really tell. Uh, the I I neglected to tell you what that new stuff. So I do have like almost ten songs ready to go. Um, and and my um, I have a guy that helps me mix, and uh, it's my guitarist Steve. They're working on them now, and um, I think I have like two more I want to finish because we were actually going to include Future Past, but then. I kind of let everyone else play on it. I, I might just put it on the album to be part of the collection, but it's what happened was we were writing our own version and then COVID happened and we, we left thinking, man, we wrote this great song and then we didn't see each other for another three months. So then I just kind of like put up an acoustic thing and was like, here guys, take it, you know? <laughs> so the plan at the moment is just continue writing and, and working on the, the record. Obviously there's, I, I guess there's no real I, rush I, to get out. Yeah, I mean, I really just have to finish recording some vocals, and and that, that's that's really it. I just have to sit down and and finish the last two songs, um, and uh, I, I kind of would like to see if I could have someone put it out some physical, maybe put out vinyl. Um, and I was talking to someone about that before all this happened and it was going to happen. So I just have to see what a lot of the labels are in freeze mode because they don't know what's going on. So, so I could put it out digitally at any time, but I was hoping to maybe have some help with it. So we'll see. I, I, I'll definitely, by the end of the year, everyone will know what I decide. It's really just I gotta freaking just do it and make up my <laughs> mind and put it out. So, yeah. Are you um are you sticking with the like ten to twelve song album? Um, I, I well, model going it's forward? weird. Like I, I initially had a plan of you know I had this plan five years ago of just releasing one song a month. I have my own studio, just make the time and put out a song every month. Um, that's sort of I've released three songs in the last few months 
But then I realized, like, on some of the platforms, it's hard to listen to all of them at once. I kind of, like, I would like them to be yeah. bunched together at some point. So, I don't know. I have I have this really great song, Never Wanted, right now that my band is begging me to put out. <laughs> and uh, and it's, it's like, it just, the mix came out perfect. The lyric, you know, it was just a moment in time that, that so, like, I'm like, I don't know. Should I put it out and have yet another single? Like, I don't know if mm. people listen that way, if they just go on and start at the most listened to songs on Spotify or if they like, I don't know if anyone even puts on an album. I don't want to make it out. <laughs> Years ago, I decided, well, shit, I spent seven months making this record. And two weeks later, people are asking me when my next thing's coming out. So maybe don't yeah. spend, you know, Maybe you don't put out an album that way. Uh, so I, I've just, I don't know. Obviously, I'm spending some time on the YouTube right now and trying to figure out how people listen to music. Because um, yeah. I'll, I'll put out whatever they they want, really. I just, I, I hate to put out, you know, because even that band's, my favorite band could put out an album and I might not never get to song eight, you know, <laughs> like... Uh, you know, unless I'm in the car and I'm not in the car anymore right now. So mm. um, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's not to say it sound like a downer, but I just, I, I don't want to do it because I think we should do it a certain way. I want to do whatever people want to listen to. So let me know if anyone's listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's a question we bring up quite, we've brought up a few times really with different people because what we're finding now is like, <laughs> I sound like an old man. The bloody <laughs> the kids in bands today, you know, they're doing stuff just to get playlisted on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're just releasing singles. It seems to be, and a lot of people are, and then potentially bundling it together at, you know, at the last moment. I've been trying to use Bandcamp Fridays. Um, I mean, if that's what it is, then you know, I'm I'm not going to be the guy, you know. You don't want to be the guy when CDs came out that's like, I'm not going to digital, you know, like yeah. you go with whatever the time tells you they want to listen to. And so, uh, so that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I, oh, but also though, the other, the other side of that spectrum is exactly what I did is after CD, I bought a mini disc player for my car. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is the fucking... Look at the size, look at the size on these CDs. <laughs> this has got to be the future, surely. Yeah, yeah. I got one of these. I paid, I paid like... It's got to be $500. I paid $500 for a mini disc player for my car that I had four fake mini discs that I recorded myself. Oh, my and you goodness. I, I couldn't find any legit mini discs of any albums I liked anyway. You were ahead of your time, but the time never happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was ahead of time in a parallel universe. Yeah, exactly. So, yes. Somewhere I'm the mini disc king. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, genius. Uh, wow. Um, yeah, but, sorry. <laughs> but, but going back to speaking about you kind of writing with other artists as well, I think that would be quite interesting to, to talk a little bit more about. Is, is, is that something you do quite regularly? Go and work quite with, with artists and, and travel and have writing sessions? Uh, and is it normally just for stuff that they're releasing themselves? Yeah, um, normally... Um Normally, uh, the idea is that, you know, I, I'm a, I've been writing songs since I was 10 years old and, and I write lyrics and music. So I come in and, and I, I arrange, 
I might arrange music for someone because I I think in like all the instruments, drums and guitar and anything. I I you know I. I played bass for the Lemonheads, um, mm. and I I played a little bit of drums, um, which uh, you see. Right, wait, 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 I I know how much Lemonheads means to you. <laughs> yes. Um, how the fuck was that? Uh, <laughs> like, dude, it was amazing. Like my favorite band uh, through like high school in the into uh, college. Met Evan Dando, the singer, and um, hit it off. And then he like was interested in writing with me, so he and I kind of started writing a song together. And then eight days before the tour, their bass player says he's not going on the tour, and uh, they call me, and I have to learn twenty songs and find a bass and an amp. So, uh, oh. so I yeah. um, oh, I'll well, do it. okay. <laughs> but it went. It, it was good. It was a over a two month tour. It was it was so good just playing those songs every night and Evan like is also um, a lot of people don't know but he's a really good guitar player so in addition to being uh, hunky and uh, and a great singer uh, he he kills it on the guitar so and and he like I brought some of my equipment so he liked my SG Lily guitar so he played that the whole time so I'm sitting there playing my favorite songs watching one of my favorite singers play my <laughs> guitar every night on wow. stage and it was just it was it was uh you know it was my like fantasy tour basically so yeah that's amazing so that's, that was cool awesome. it's it's a shame about Ray is like I think one of the best written albums ever for songwriting and, uh, and just like, you know, poppy type of rock. Um, but, uh, and that's what we did. We played that album front to back the whole tour with some like greatest hits at the end. And, and, you know, he had some songs that he had been playing through the years that were old songs, but, uh, I actually like, I would tell him all my favorites from like, 1986 and stuff I'm like <laughs> hey can we play mallow cup and he's like man i haven't played that in 12 years and but then he was like let's do it and then i you know we would learn it at sound check and play it that night and, and anything i wanted to play i like this song stove and uh we played that every night and he was just he was in it for the same reason i was he just wants to play his music and and be positive and have a good time so Nice. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really that's awesome. It's really good. Yeah, to I hear. love you. I love hearing about people when they meet their musical heroes and they're nice. I know. Um, I, I don't like meeting my heroes normally because they've gone badly sometimes. <laughs> um, oh, really? Well, can you, uh, it's can, my, can you divulge or you don't have to so say names? No, I can. It's it's my fault. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Molly Manson. Come on, Molly Manson. <laughs> Fuck Molly Manson. <laughs> no, it's all on me. Like I just oh. I become too starstruck honestly and um i i I, uh, I was driving down the highway once and uh, down a new jersey turnpike and my phone rang and i pick it's my friend and i pick it up it's actually mark o'connell from taking back sunday the drummer and i pick it up and it's david lee roth on the phone no way <laughs> so yeah he was in new york city at like a comedy club or a bar of some kind and dave was there and and it turned out that this other friend of ours kind of like talked to dave regularly like would see him around and talk to him 
And uh, normally Dave would talk to you if you weren't a fan from what from what I heard. So then they were like, hey, you know, our buddy, like it, you're his favorite person. Like, can you call him? And man, I almost drove off the turnpike into the like over the guardrail. <laughs> like I could I was driving stick shift and I was like manual and I was just like. Oh my god! Oh my god! Hold hold on! Hold on! And I'm like pulling over, and he's like, "This is this is Diamond David Lee Roth live in front of your naked steaming ears." And he's like, uh, "He's like, who am I speaking with?" And I'm like, uh, uh, "My name's Fred, uh, Mr. Roth." You know, so so it's just so embarrassing, and and I couldn't think of anything to say beyond what any like you know 16 year old used to say to me when i was at my peak it was just like oh, oh my god oh, i don't know what to say you know and it's yeah. just a complete like yeah uh you know fangirl and and, and fanboy and just whatever and just couldn't couldn't make sentences and then um I, I also yeah. met steve Vai in person who played guitar for david lee roth I didn't realize, so I was, I knew the security at the show, so they were like, just wait over here, you know, he's coming down, and I didn't realize that, like, they had already prepped him and said, like, oh, you got to meet this guy, Fred, he's really cool, he's in Taking Back Sunday, they're a big band right now, like, this was when I was still in the band, and, you know, so he was excited to meet this younger, popular band guy that you know that was a fan you know but i didn't know that so i just thought that i was like some random dude and so he comes up and he's like hey what's up man what's going on like trying to talk to me like we're brothers you know and i'm just like uh, uh, and like i didn't i just didn't know what was going on and i could not even talk and he looked at me with this pity like man Aww. like those like those dudes said you were cool like what's the deal you know? <laughs> oh, no. and i was just like like and I, I couldn't do it i could not rise above the moment i was just like in it and i couldn't i just you know the typical stuff like you're the reason I play guitar. Like, you know, like I yeah. just, I couldn't be on his le level and be cool. I just, I could not hold it together. So, so I'm like, that's it. I'm done meeting my heroes. You know, Evan, I met Aww. on a very like <clears throat> calm level. Um, so I was able to pull that off, but <laughs> Evan came to see me. <laughs> Evan came to my concert to see me play. So I was a little more, you know, able to be prepared. So, <laughs> Yeah. yeah that's brilliant yeah, yeah. i think um wow. yeah i've had i've had one i was lucky enough to meet <laughs> brian may at the side of the stage when Holy um my chemical romance was sound checking with him before they headlined reading and leeds festival wow and he came he came over and he was like me my ex-girlfriend <laughs> uh a singer from my other band and then oh that was it and he came over and he went hi I'm Brian and I literally went hi I'm Zemina and then he walked away and I went oh I forgot to say my name to a man what is that about what's going on there and then he was playing he was just checking and he was like playing along with my chem and he turned round and he waved to somebody and the three of us turned round and as we turned round it was the guitarist from my band as well, who was walking up the stairs and we were like 
does Bob know Brian May and he's never told us? Who's Brian waving? And like, we could not work out who he was waving at. And I was like, I'm sure Bob doesn't know Brian May. I mean, he would have mentioned it, wouldn't he? Surely he would have mentioned he knows Brian May from Queen. But yeah. You would um, think. But. Was he, mo- he was waving at you guys, probably. He, mu- he must have been. It was either well, it was either us or he knew Bob, and I don't think he knows Bob because Bob literally <laughs> no, he after had just met like, you. He knew, he knew you, and you were probably staring at saying, him, so he thought, he "I'm going to oh, wait." Yeah, of course. Yeah. He was there, and he's oh, there you go. We're like, what the fuck is this? What's going on here? He was unbelievable. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm done with those kind of meetings. I'm. I don't. I don't need to meet anyone else. I'm good. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Well. Think. Well, David Lee Roth, yeah, definitely. It's, it's got to be a, a bucket list thing for you. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great to hear those kind of stories to see when people's like, favorite artists are meeting each other and, and stuff like that, that. That's kind of been a big thing. So, you know, obviously Eddie Van Halen died and he was my favorite as a kid. Mm. And, I, you know, I, I not that, you know, there hasn't been many Van Halen records in the last 20 years. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm not still listening. You know, I get tired of the old stuff. But to me, they're like Van Halen is like what Star Wars is to a lot of people in my generation. Yeah, yeah. And so I just I look at it that way and very nostalgia and just feels good. So, you know, I was upset when when uh, to hear I was I guess I was surprised um, that he died so young. And I, I did know that he had illnesses here and there. But, you know, you don't really get the real story until they're gone. And and so anyway, um, uh, I made two videos this past week of me playing VH songs. I'm making this new one right now. And I just <clears throat> I kind of want to tell people like. Look, we're not turning into the Van Halen channel here, you know, we're, but like those influences, like when I was a kid and Eddie Van Halen said Eric Clapton was his favorite guitar player, I was like, I don't I don't get that because, you know, to me, Eric Clapton was an old man and I like it didn't relate to Van Halen for me. Like it wasn't the same style of music. And so I was like, you know, man, I wish he liked someone cooler as his favorite band you know or whatever so like i sort of um in this new video i sort of dive into that a little bit of like you know i know some of the emo kids from 2004 were they don't like van halen as much as i do and i'm not i'm not shoving it down your throat i just but the making the videos has been like me processing it i guess like because I've learned, uh, I learned Drop Dead Legs, one of his so- songs, and I learned it note for note, which I never had done before. I never tried to figure out a lot of VH songs because to me, like, it was just magical notes that weren't on my neck. <laughs> but yeah. then, no, I know you mean, yeah. But the, yeah, but then when he was gone, I like let me let me see what he actually played, and I sat down, and I realized like it's all playable, but like he just figured it out. And then, then I kind of see him as the man, like the human. And I'm like, wow, like, like he worked his ass off to get the, to this level. Like, cause this is really hard right now trying to play this, you know? And so, so that, that was kind of cool. Um, as far as, you know, but I, I just think we all have that person that we started, you know, I started playing because of that guy, you know, and when you're, when you're older, you know, in your forties, like me and, you know, that guy is still important to you, uh, but it's not necessarily important to 20-year-olds or 30-year-olds, you know, it's just, it's just your guy, you know, so, so it's kind of weird because, like, some people's 
started because of new kids on the block or some crap yeah. you know and uh but then or, what you got to think is some people are going to start the guitar because of you well that's the, i've been told <laughs> that and uh, you know that that actually is the most humbling thing that happens to me because it just moves me because I know what that means, you know, like I, 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 I cried when Eddie Van Halen died. So the fact that someone would look to me in any way like that is like, holy shit, I don't, yeah. don't deserve this. You know, I, because I, I mean, I did work my ass off on guitar as a kid, you know, I played every day for six hours, you know, no matter what and et cetera, et cetera. But still like, you don't expect anything to come back to you. You're doing it because you love it, you know? <laughs> hmm. But obviously, like, we can see how much of an influence Van Halen was to you and, and obviously growing up in that and playing guitar and everything. But am I right in saying that you're actually quoted in a v- official Van Halen book um, yes. about the band? Exactly. Um, it was their first authorized book. Um, it was photos. Um, I have the book right here, actually. Um, it's, uh, hold on a second. It's, uh... <laughs> It's a Neil uh, Neil Zlozauer, um, and uh, it's it's their it's a hardback book. It's you know, like six, I don't know several hundred pages, and um, and and it's basically um, they asked a lot of famous artists to talk about why you know how van halen influenced them and that's sort of the text and then it's mostly a photo book and i'm like right there between jeff beck and dweezil zappa (laughs) and uh and i'm like and you know and i gotta be honest like that is the number one achievement that i'm most proud of because it's not gold records it's not mtv awards um it's it's the fact that what i wanted to do as a kid i somehow pulled off Hmm. (laughs) and like even like when i was when we were trying to decide what major label to sign to in the tbs days we were talking to several at the time and and me and Matt Rubano, I was like, man, I was like, Van Halen was on Warner Brothers. And he's like, yeah, so are the Chili Peppers and Flea's like my guy. <laughs> nice. Van Halen's your guy. So we were like, let's just do that, man. That's the legacy we want. And and so, so um, uh, we sort of pushed it in that direction not not that i decided solely but like that was a big deal to us to to like wow we're like we listened to these records as kids and now we're label mates with these freaking guys and matt totally wound up meeting flea because of the label and everything and you know that was a that was a that was an exciting time period so but yeah that book is like I'll, I'll die with that book because it, it it's just my proudest achievement of anything for I, for whatever you know dumb personal reason like you would think it might be something else but that that for me that's it <laughs> yeah well yeah you, that's yeah, incredible you just sandwiched between two legends as well <laughs> so it's fucking yeah it's 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 you know it's funny jeff beck he really doesn't compliment Eddie all that much. <laughs> they put him in the book, but he's kind of stingy with his compliment. He says, um, he brought tapping to the forefront and he was one of the tastier players doing it. 
Oh, <laughs> oh, like, oh come on, Jeff. Come so on, Jeff. <laughs> Yeah. But, but what you got to think is, is that your name and your quote will forever be in Van Halen history, like official Van Halen history. So no, I, I know I could I could have brought that <laughs> up when I was on the phone with Dave, but I had no words <laughs> coming to me. Like Dave, yeah. I was in your book, man. We're cool, man. But no, <laughs> I could not, you know. <laughs> but um, but speaking of major labels, awards, and those 2004 Evo kids, I mean, we have to dive into your time in Taking Back Sunday. I mean, obviously, those four years, you had such an impact with the band making the Way You Want To Be In Louder Now albums and with the guitar, with lyrics and everything. But looking back at, at that time now, how do you how do you really remember it i mean what's some of your fondest memories when, when you think of the tbs days and and the incredible album cycles and all the things that went along with it the the most exciting thing is always the shows because just playing to that many people um was amazing and 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 honestly like whenever we got to go to the uk or uh especially the uk um those would always be the biggest shows you know reading and leeds but also playing a bullet in a bible with green day opening for green day yeah. at milton Keynes bowl that was crazy it was sixty-five thousand people two nights in a row um and you know hanging out with green day backstage um chatting it up uh it was just like those times I probably remember the best. Also, also our friends like My Chemical Romance and uh, the bands we toured with were really fun. Um, you know, Blink-182, that was our first like major tour where we're like, oh shit, we're, we're getting somewhere. You know, that was, <laughs> I was only in a band maybe not even a year when that happened. Um, so that was neat. There was a point where we played a one-off show with Blink and we didn't know them yet. It was actually the first time we played with them and they, Tom was sick, Tom DeLong. He was super sick and they said, hey, can someone sit Aliens, in? probably. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was thinking that then. <laughs> <laughs> so That's he sense. said, so the guys, Mark and Travis were sound checking. Hey, does any, can anyone, does anyone know any of our songs could sit in for sound check? And my whole band, you know, they, they knew that I taught guitar lessons for 10 years. Like, Fred knows all your songs. So I went up and played, you know, What's My Age Again with Travis wow. and Mark. And, you know, wow. that kind of thing, just, hmm. you know, those things happening regularly, you know, being in a hotel lobby with Davey Havoc, chatting it up, you know, whatever it might be, <laughs> you know. The Golf Prince. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was just so such a cool time period to to be that relevant at the you know to where everyone you met was like, oh my, I love that band, you know, or my daughter loves that band, or whatever it is, you know, and so th those those are kind of the high points, and um, obviously the recordings um, were pretty intense as well. So those were those were, but those were sort of draining for me, and um, that was ultimately kind of why I left because they were so much work to make those albums, and you know I hate to take credit, but a lot of it just naturally fell on me. I was the link between the music and the vocals um, because Adam wrote lyrics, but not really that much music, and. 
and none of the other guys wrote lyrics. So it was like Adam and I would work on fitting his lyrics to the songs. I would write lyrics to fill in where needed. Occasionally, uh, there would be a song like this photograph is proof where I wrote all the lyrics. Um, so there were some songs I got up against. Um, uh, I wrote the lyrics to, you know, th a few songs, but like, but like just being that link between the two, I always had to be there. The, the, you know, the producer would want me there to say, I also have a, a jazz degree. So they would want me there for those reasons. What key is this? Why isn't this chord working? You know, like what's the timing of this? Or, you know, et cetera. I was sort of like the music nerd. So it was just a lot for me. And I, um, and so anyway, not to harp on why I left too much, but I, that sort of like tired me out between that. Cause we go from tour and like the next Monday I would be like, <laughs> writing or demoing or in the studio and then as soon as we we're done recording we have a show the next day it was like shit like we're going to japan the next day and it was just like wow. relentless you know like there was a point where um my brother was getting married and i was and we were on a tour and i was like look i just want one day to go to my brother's wedding and come back like let's just can we just take one day off a tour so I can go to my brother's wedding. And they said, sure, yeah. And then this was one of my last tours. And then uh, we took off the day. We made sure when we booked the tour, we didn't have a show that day. I flew home for my wedding. But like a few days before, they had a chance to play. So they played a show anyway without me while I was at the wedding. And I was just like, man, you can't even take one day off. Like, we're killing ourselves. Like, you know, like... And, but that's how we rolled. Like, we would not turn anything down. We just wanted to keep pushing, pushing, pushing. And ultimately, that's kind of where I got unhappy. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't any of the guy's fault. Um, or, you know, it was just, I just got tired. I was, you know, and, uh, you know, and of course, like, people's, including my, you know, our moods got worse as we got tired. But... Um, so, so there were bad things that were said or whatever, but, but still, I still don't blame those guys. And I, I talked to Adam like two years ago and I was like, man, uh, if we were in the band now, like none of this would have ever, ever happened, but you know, we were young, you know, they were like 21 when I joined the band, I was like 28 and, uh, well, how did that, how did that, how did that come about? How did, how did you end up? Well, like, Ed, how did you get the call? So Eddie's actually a year older than me, and he had started this band with these these kids, as far as I was concerned. <laughs> but in his old bands, when we were younger, we would play together a lot. You know, when he was twenty one, my band would play with him a lot. Then they got started with Taking Back Sunday. We would actually bring them down to the Philly area where I live, and they would play shows here. And then they would have us come up to New York. And then they got signed to Victory and things started to take off and they would still have my band open. At that time, it was Breaking Pangea. I was in a band, my high school, like my young band, Brody, that's where I met Eddie. But then Breaking Pangea, we would open for TBS. And finally, they blew up um, to start like selling a lot of records. And they tour, did like their first big headlining tour and they had us open for part of that. And then at the end of that tour, John and Sean quit. Yeah. 
I didn't really want to be in the band because I had my own band that I really liked and I was stupid, so I didn't realize how big <laughs> they were getting. <laughs> I was found out I was having my second kid and as it was, like, I was making no money in Breaking Pangea. It was just like, what are we, what are we eating today, you know? So, so I... Um, I had been at, I had talked to Chris Caraba about playing in Dashboard like a couple years before, and my parents were actually like, "Isn't there another? Can't you join that Dashboard band?" I said, "Hey, that ship has <laughs> sailed. I'm done. I, I'm not getting that gig now." And and I said, "Well, there is this one band that their guitarist and bassist quit, but I don't I don't know if I you know I don't know." And and. And uh, so anyway, that night I decided to call Eddie just to inquire. And by the end of the night, I was in the band. Like they're just Eddie's so like deliberate. He's just like, "Are you are you asking me if you want to be? Do you want to be in my band?" And I'm like, "I'm like I'm just asking. Are you filling the position? Is it is the position open?" He's like, "We got a million people trying out. Do you but do you want to be in the band?" And I was like, "He's like, if you want to be in the band, I'll call all the other guys and tell them to go away." And I was like, dude, no. I was like, I want to I wanna win this. I was like, you know, so then I started to get, he put a competitive edge on it. So then I'm like, oh, now I want to be in the band. So so I'm like, I want to beat these guys. And anyway, I don't think anyone else tried out after that. Um, I just was, by the end of the night, I had called Adam and Mark, and everyone was getting pretty excited about me doing the band. And the reason that, that, it, that it worked out, at that that like even that night is because because they knew that I was like a songwriter like a singer songwriter mm. which is what John Nolan is and and then when they lost him it was kind of like well who's going to you know put these lyrics with this music and make the magic happen and and luckily like one of my things is like I can sort of write in different styles it will always have my sound to it but like I knew once I played all those Tell All Your Friends songs that they had written that I would be able to sort of write that style again. Plus, it's not that far out of what I was, what I already yeah. liked. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, am, I, am I right in saying, though, that like one of the first things you ever did with the band was the music video for Your Soul Last Summer that featured Flavor Flav? <laughs> Exactly. Oh, we brought this up. Yeah, yeah. We brought the, yeah. We brought this up with Adam and John. Um, I shouldn't have brought it up with John, but um, yeah, I brought fun. it up. And I, yeah, I asked, I asked Adam the question. Uh, two questions. <laughs> F- flavor, flavor. Why? And number two, how? Like how did? Like yeah. What a crazy. Yeah. Just how does? How? Yeah, well, just how is? Going, how is that? What? All we had to do was pay him five grand. Uh, uh, a, a, a bottle of malt liquor and a thing of fried chicken. Honestly, that's all he wanted, and we were like, "Okay, if that's what you want." Nice. Like we like so, uh, you know. Luckily, we had the five grand. So, uh, but honestly, that's what it was. That was on his contract, and um, brilliant. And but chicken. but what? But how is that? We were making another video. And the day before we decided, no, two days before we decided, I think it was like we were shooting it Monday and Friday night we decided that we didn't like the other video concept. And so for some reason, the the director was like, look, I got to throw a Hail Mary pass here. I don't know, like, I don't know what else we can throw together in two days, but 
uh, I think I have a connection to Flavor Flav. We could call his manager. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was just like, yeah. And yeah. I was like, wait, yeah, what are we doing? Hold on. Like, no. <laughs> But that's still one of my favorite things to look back on, though, because it's just, you. Ne- to this day, you still never expect those two worlds to come together. Well, I mean- the, cra- the crazy thing is, like, like we, we, so we immediately, like, email him the songs. We might have even mailed, like, express mailed him a CD of the song so that he could practice it, so he could come, uh, you know, lip sync it. <laughs> Dude, he showed up. He didn't know who we were. He didn't know that he never heard the song. So it was like, all right, let's shoot. Let's shoot. And all you have to do is say, she said, don't, you know, and then and then and then we would just shoot that. We were like, okay, the the, the rhythm's off because you you don't know the song. Let's try it again. You know, we let he'd listen to it like ten times. All right, let's do a take. She said, "Don't." And then you know he pops his head up. Okay, I guess yeah. that's our shot. He still doesn't look that confident doing it. I just love the idea that our director is is go to all the time is <laughs> right. I don't know what the fuck's going on in this video, but I can phone Flavor Flav right now. Should we have Flavor like every video he directs? Flavor yeah, Flav just exactly. turns up for five grand and some chicken. Yeah, oh, unbelievable. Like, I know. I just don't. And, and the thing was, it was right before he had his own MTV show, so he hadn't made a comeback yet. So it worked out for us because the next year he had a uh, a flavor of love, uh, his show. And so he probably would have cost 50 grand by then. But we we got him on a cheap discount. (laughs) I I wonder if it's the same director directed that uh, flavor of love thing. It was like it was meant to be rock of love. And he was like, yeah, I I can get David Lee Roth. And he's like, oh, no, I can't get David Lee Roth. Hello? And of course, he answers the phone. Yeah, boy. Exactly. Yes. Oh, I yeah, love that it. was. I uh, love it. I, I, hmm. Man, we didn't have any good videos back then. It was. It was sad. It was like we were just. I um, remember, him, but that's the thing. Like I remember him being legendary. Like I remember hmm. watching that one loads. Like, lo- yeah. like it was on TV over here all the time. Like it'd be on Kerrang TV or that we used to have a channel called Scuzz. Yeah. And MTV Two and MTV Two did rock. It yes. was all over there. And yeah, I remember loving it. Like any, anything like that. Like anything like Take It Back Sunday. Glass Joe was very rare. Oh was yeah, one of my favorite bands of all time. They're um, awesome. And yeah, I used to. Be, I just used to be enthralled by any of those. It, I, it's kind of New Yorky Long Island bands, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. They just yeah, that was sort of, that was the big. You know, they were they were they were on point back then. It was a really neat time, actually. Hmm. And that's that's sort of how I got swept into it because our band would play that style and we and so we would get asked to go up there and play and they were way better than the shows in our town. So because Philly's kind of happening pretty big now, but back then it was it was just there was no scene. Yeah, I know you said the writing and kind of recording process was very daunting. But when 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 you kind of look back at those songs and you've been doing some playthroughs and stuff recently on 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 your YouTube, I mean, yeah. is it weird to see how much of an influence you actually had on the band with the songwriting and stuff? Because again, those two records seem to really catapult the band into that next stage. 
the thing is that I don't want to sound cocky, but I I knew at that time what I was doing, and I knew, and the producers would tell me. I mean, they would say like, "Geez, like this is you're you're really doing this." You know, they would they would be uh, they would enjoy you know what I added to it and, 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 and they made it clear to me. So like Lou Giordano, who recorded where you want to be also recorded my solo album. Um, so, you know, we were kindred spirits together through that process. They, they knew that the other guys were at the bars while I was in the studio, you know, it was, you know, and for me it was, it was hard because I would be at the studio I, I mean, I've told this story before, but 9 a.m. till midnight, six days a week, sometimes the seventh day if we ran behind. For four months, from August 28th till Christmas Eve, I was in L.A. recording uh, uh, Louder Now. And my family was out there part of the time, uh, which I had little, you know, little two-year-olds. And I, I, I couldn't get to the apartment to see them. Like I would just be, you know, I would say, can I come in late today? I want to hang out with my kid. And Eric would be like, man, nah, man, we're cutting, you know, bass today. And we, you know, we want to, we want your opinion on something. Could you come over? And I would, you know, and it was, it was tough because it wasn't really great for them to come to the studio. So it was just sort of like, it was hard. And um, that said, like, when I left the band, I, I, had, I had told, you know, a few, like, because, you know, I did a few interviews and people would say, you know, mm. give, us the, give us the dirt, you know. <laughs> I would say, I'm not going to talk bad about those guys. And well, they say, well, eventually, you know, it's going to come out. And I say, well, you know, all I can say is that history will see what I added or, and what I did and, and it will make its own decision. But I knew that, they, you know, there aren't like millions of people out there that could do to could fill the shoes of what I was doing. And, and it wasn't, you know, it's I'll tell you a story I've never told before, but I met. Ooh. So Matt Fozzie, who I love, the sweetest guy, I met him, um, you know, late, years later. I mean, when I met those guys, it was I met him and I met Izzy, uh, who played uh, third guitar and, which, by the way, Izzy was like, I can't believe you're actually a nice person. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I would have thought you were a monster from the way like the guys talked about you. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I tried to leave on good terms. I, I, I literally was like, how can I leave the band without you guys hating me? You know, like, but the story I was going to tell is that I met one of Matt Fozzie's friends. I was on tour with the color Fred and the guy came up to me. And he, he had something to say. And he said, I just want to tell you, and this was before anyone heard any music from, from New Again. It was like before that was coming out. And guy said, I just want to tell you that Matt Fozzie's the most talented musician I've ever met in my life. Uh, he's a friend of mine and he's a musical genius. I said, that, I'm sure he is, man. I'm sure they picked the best guitarist singer they could find. I said, but... What that band needs is a singer-songwriter. That's what John was. That's what I was. Is Matt Fozzie a singer-songwriter? And the guy completely deflated and was like, "Oh no, he actually he's not at all. He's he's just like a you know a really technical guy." And 
And I was like, yeah, well, that they need that. That's what that's who they should be looking for. And, you know, they just, you know, obviously you see how that worked out. So and even if you like that album, that's fine. But I but my impression is they had to resort to a songwriter at some point in that albums, which they did not have to do in the past. So um, and everybody uses songwriters now. But that was, you know, so so that was kind of like. You know, I never told that story. I don't know if it's a good story, but <laughs> it just kind of tells you, you when you ask what I added, like, you know, I, I do know. I mean, I just I, it's not that I know because I was there, you know, it's not hmm. because like yeah. I have this secret knowledge. I have secret knowledge that I was there and I know how that band operates and I know how they would operate with or without me. And that's that's just kind of how I look at it. Wait, did did you know when you were writing with Take Back Sunday, like that you were going to be part of the biggest records? Did it feel like that? Like, so, um, like I had this song, New American Classic, and I had written, which you know, and I'm sure, and 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 I like I had written that years before joining the band, and I thought it was one of my most prettiest licks riffs or whatever. <laughs> you know, I really loved it, and the song is actually. Um, somewhat about my parents who were having a rough patch and i wanted to write about that and and so uh that's untie the knot is like when you get married you tie the knot that was the whole idea so i was like really on the fence about whether i should give that to them or not because i always thought of it as a song that i was gonna sing on and i but i realized like this is my chance that this thing's gonna sell like possibly a hundred thousand copies because tell all your friends had hit that and you know who who knows so like if i put it on my record it's not gonna sell that so so i thought like yeah this is my way of getting my music to the most people the biggest uh, audience and so yeah and and honestly while we were recording where you want to be uh tell all your friends had hit three hundred thousand. I remember our manager calling to tell the guys that and and so yeah we we knew that this thing was a rocket about to take off um it, it seemed like it was all i had to do was not screw it up like it was like <laughs> like i had it all handed to me just don't screw it up like you know all that shit you talk if i had a chance i would do it this you know <laughs> you know this guy sucks if i get a chance to be on mtv i'm gonna do it cool like that was my chance to like either do it or shut the hell up so I was like, okay, don't don't screw it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say though, those records have definitely like spent the best of time. You know, there's so many people and bands that these days still have influences from those records. And if you just look at some of the track listing, like Bonus Mosh Part Two, One Eighty by Summer, obviously <laughs> you can go down, you know. Yeah. What it's like to be a ghost, make damn sure. There's just so many iconic riffs and that kind of double vocal lines between you and Adam, I think, became such popularized influence for a lot of bands going forward. That kind of. Oh, absolutely cool. inspirational. Absolutely inspirational. Jesus Christ. My, the fucking blackout. The blackout drip. Take it back Sunday off. It's um, <laughs> my, old, yeah, my old band. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I. I, I I don't mind if the world knows that or not. People tell me that every day and that's all that I that's all that matters to me is like at this point like I started ignoring 
things outside of this house, you know, like uh, anything political, like I used to pay attention to, but I, I've really been trying to focus on my art and, and not worry about the rest, you know, and that's what, um, I'm getting to know people every day and, and like, you'd be surprised. I mean, you probably wouldn't be surprised, but every day someone hits me up and I write back as much as I can. And it's just, it fills me with a lot of joy and appreciation for what we did. I mean, I really look back on that and like, damn, you know, I would do it again in a heartbeat at this point, you know, because it was, it was great. And, um, it was hard. Um, but, like I said, like I told Adam two years ago, like it wouldn't have ended with me quitting if I was if I was thirty five or forty. But I was, you know, twenty. You know, as we were all just young, and um, it's 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 funny because they were so young that I don't think they still quite understand what happened. <laughs> Um, whereas I, and, and, and looking at, you know, I have a 19 year, uh, 19 year old kid now. So it's like, you know, yeah, of course they didn't understand wh- why I was mad. You know, <laughs> um, I was trying to get home to my kids and they were trying to get to the party, you know, and it was like yeah. two different goals. So, yeah, but now they all have kids and I just think it w- they would see it so much differently. You know, I think I said to Adam, like, if you were in a band, with, would you want to be in a band with a 21 year old right now? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what you want to yeah. do is now if there's um, if there ever is a reunion, you want to get back with them and just just start partying. Just go, oh, how do you <laughs> like it? Here we go. How do you fucking like my, it? Well, my kids yeah. will- my kids will be grown, so let's go for it. And they'll have little kids. Yeah. And you, know, so. <laughs> yeah. you want to sleep, do you, Ad? Not a chance. <laughs> Not tonight, my friend. <laughs> yeah. But I know you said, you know, obviously, you had that phone call with him two years ago. But have you spoken to Adam or any of the other guys since? I, I mean, I know you've also uh, got a chance to hang out with Matt Robano lately and, and have done a couple of shows with Eddie in the last kind of year. But... Uh, yeah. Have you been able so to talk I, to him? I, I do, I, yeah, I mainly I talk to Ed, Eddie, and uh, Matt regularly. Um, and uh, Adam, I it's dropped off a little bit. I I'll email him. I I don't know. I don't know. Like I've been a little bit not worried about it. Honestly, I I was worried about it because I hoped maybe there would be a reunion or something like that at one point. Um, but it, it, it didn't, it didn't come around at least yet. So I haven't talked to Mark though. Um, I think maybe there's still some hard feelings there for, from him. I, 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 I attempted to, you know, when someone like Eddie Van Halen dies, I also think about like, man, I, I just, I reached out to them two years ago because I was like, man, we're getting older and like, I don't want to die with any enemies or, you know, I want, I want things to be cool. And that was my main goal was to become, make sure my friendship with Adam was good. And, and, and I think that it, that it's all good now, but I also think that, you know, he's doing that band and I'm doing my thing. And, and I think he's kind of like, what's the point in us talking if we're not playing together type of thing. I don't, you know, I don't know. He has his own life with his own, three kids and you know so uh maybe he's just busy 
but we're all kind of terrible about keeping in touch anyway. So always <laughs> have been. I don't even wake up for podcasts. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I was biting my tongue. I was. I was good. Mm. All right. Yeah. Um, brilliant. But, um, um, yeah, I, I've, I've got to ask, you said there about um, a potential kind of reunion or being able to play with, with the band uh, again. Was, was there kind of any inkling uh, of that? I kind of was putting myself out there as like, hey, okay. like I'm I'm uh, I this was before they went out and played my two albums <laughs> in their entirety. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, and I didn't know that they were doing that, but I was just kind of like, hey, you know. And I, I think that the wheels had already been turning on that tour and I just wasn't aware of it. So I was sort of like, hey, you know, I'm around uh, and uh, I'm available and I am looking to be friends again. And uh, Adam was very much interested in the fact that I wanted to be friends again, possibly musically, but. I just don't think I think it's like they have a it's a business and I think it was like not not only do I have to talk to Mark and Adam but there's other guys in the band that have to sign off on whatever happens and I have nothing to do with that as far as they're concerned and so so it's just like you know I think like maybe they'll think it's a good idea at some point and they'll be like, you know, it would be crazy if Fred played and then it would happen. But you know, for me, I'm just, I'm here and I, I I'm, I'm playing their songs on the internet and, uh, and, uh, and, um, I'm, I still play every day. I play, I still play six hours a day of guitar. I still sing and I have band practice every week with the color Fred and, so I'm in good shape for that, and and uh, that's all I can say for me. I'm always available for anything, you know. Like I'll, hmm. uh, we'll play for food. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, speaking of speaking of, um, yeah, I read that you've been vegan since 1997. That's Ooh, true. true. Wow. And um, yeah, you've got a Volkswagen that uh, runs on <laughs> some sort of oil. Is yeah, that, is that true? I, I did it? have to put her down because it was an 82 and the rust was finally too much so but yeah um i i've always been very interested in environmental issues and and um when i was in tbs we would uh do a lot toward that um we wouldn't play a venue unless they put out recycling for the beer cans um everywhere and it was always like a pain in the ass for them they would tell (laughs) us like man i had to run to the store and get you know 65 trash cans today because of you guys and i'm like good you should have done it last year before we got here (laughs) um but uh so yeah i I had a car that ran on vegetable oil i would get the oil from a chinese restaurant they would give me their old oil and i ran on free gas i did have to filter it uh at home but it was it was a dirty job but it was it was fine um yeah you, you don't want bits of spring roll in the gas tank no it, it'll gunk up your engine yes yeah, so uh, so one of the other things you mentioned i'm sorry uh i spaced but um vegan since oh yeah the, yeah so that's a lot of to do with why i'm vegan i actually my wife owns a vegan restaurant now it's called love again local and it's in mm. westchester pennsylvania which is i we're a mile from the shop. We're right outside of Philly. 
a little college town and it's a cute cute vegan shop we actually make all the vegan meats ourselves and uh and uh for the sandwiches and it's kind of like a a vegan deli if you will um nice. so um and now you know with covid and everything it's been okay because we're mainly takeout place anyway but um we're starting to now sell our vegan meats in grocery stores and things like that so it's 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 pretty cool it's 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 a new you know new small business still but uh it's been about three years uh since the store opened so. Nice. Is there anywhere online people can get yeah, stuff from? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Loveagainlocal.com. At some point, we're going to start mailing the meats out. We just sort of haven't organized all that yet, but it's coming. So, yeah, mm. Love Again Local. Yeah, I, I would say we check it out, but I think sending the meat over to the UK wouldn't be the, uh, no, the best idea. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> that's kind of one of the issues is like it's expensive to refrigerate while you're mailing. You know, the you got to get this crazy packaging. So, <laughs> But um, just a couple more things, Fred, before we let you go. Um, I really wanted to... You mentioned... Um, the fact that Chris from Dashboard Confessional actually approached you to join the band um, at one point. I seen that he kind of commented on one of your Instagram posts and kind of reminisced that and saying how guided he was that you, you, you two haven't been able to make music. And I was just wondering, has that opportunity between you and Chris ever come up again? And has there been any other bands over the years that have tried to secure your services? Yeah, um, yeah about... Um Three years ago, when he started up Dashboard again, he called me, and um, at the time, I I was sort of working a day job, and I, I was trying to just get the schedule of the tour, and I I it just it didn't work out. Um, but Chris and I talk now actually um, regularly. I'm excited. He's he's always working on a new music, um, but you may know that he was in that accident. Yeah, he's doing a lot better, and it looks like he's going to be full fully recovered. Uh, I've done a Zoom call with him, and and he he's he's looking great. Uh, he's as pretty as ever. Um, <laughs> Mother, f- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. yeah. Like, literally hasn't aged. He hasn't aged since about eighteen. I know. I, if anything, he's looking younger. I don't know how he's doing it. I, I don't know. I don't know how he does it, but uh, it must be the tears of um, broken-hearted emo girls. Oh, I yeah. think <laughs> he saves the bottles of them, pours it on his face every day, and it just makes him smoother and younger. <laughs> what a beautiful man! Yeah, sorry. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, uh, no. So he's, he, you know, I think he's still uh, in some pain, but he's, he's, uh, he's, uh, he'll be, he'll be good in the long run, and which I'm very happy about. Um, uh, you know, I got called about that band Drugs with Craig Owens years ago. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Not good. Uh, the the uh, Warner Brothers actually called me, and it's it's funny. Um, I I, I kind of I didn't really I wanted to do it, and then I didn't really like how it was. It was kind of going to be like Craig's thing. Craig calls all the shots, and I was like, I don't think that's for me. And and. Thank God, because, you know, when they called it drugs, I was laughing and I like (laughs) I'd never done a drug in my life. So I was kind of like, wow, like that would have been not the band for me. But uh, but anyway, um, I don't know. I, you know, I can't can't think of a lot of I've had a few uh, Hawthorne Heights uh, called me about playing with them. 
I will. I I seriously considered that. Uh, that was a while ago. Um, probably in 2012 or something like that. I I, I I you know I can't say why. I usually would like talk to the people. Oh, I also. <laughs> He also got a call from Breaking Benjamin once, which was pretty crazy. Do you think that's a, do you think that's a wrong phone number? Because somebody had you down there's like Breaking Fred. They had Breaking Fred from Breaking Pangea, and they were like, it's got to be one of Breaking Benjamin. Got to be. Hello? I, I'll Can tell you. Yeah. Guitar? <laughs> I know. I, uh, I, I followed that uh, short ways. Um, and I also, I also tried out. Yeah, that one didn't, wasn't going to be a good fit. Um, but, but I did like inquire, but it, it, it wasn't for me. And then, um, I, although I was always determined to try these things just to prove I could do any style. Um, and which brings me to, I tried out for a country band in Nashville once, Billy Currington. Um, and uh, I went to Nashville and tried out. And I was like, the last, like, it was like between me and another guy. And there was like, I, I, I don't know anything about country. I like borrowed a Telecaster to go. And I like learned his songs on the way. I got there. There were 40 people in line to try out for this guy. And they're all like sitting there playing like they're trying out for like Led Zeppelin or something. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't I didn't even know who this guy was, you know. And uh, and anyway, I wound up. It was down to the last two guys and I got it. Some I almost got I almost got it. And then they picked the other person. But yeah. Um, but uh, not enough, yeah, not not enough cowboy boots. Yeah, it would, <laughs> that also would have been horrible for me. But uh, because about six months after that, the guy got arrested for like terrorizing an elderly person. Oh, oh, you know. Once ah. again, I dodged a bullet. I'm glad I'm not <laughs> yeah. in that band. So. Well, I was just about to say, haven't we all? Haven't we all been arrested for terrorizing an elderly neighbor? What a fucking maniac. Oh, what, a country, um, what a country music maniac. Nice. That's the title of his next record, probably. Um, but I'm just trying <laughs> to imagine how... I'm just trying to imagine all these bands with you in it. And then, oh, just... Doesn't you in Hawthorne right? Heights, you in... No, I don't know. You in Dashboard and you in Hawthorne Heights is something I, I would definitely like yeah, to see. Yeah, that'd be good. So may, maybe all three of you could do, like, a, a tour together when... when all this is over. I, I I do look back and 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 wish I had done a little bit more of those. But so I, I kind of wanted to be that like Steve Vai guy that that was mm. in all the bands, you know. But it, it is what it is, you know. I I I I'm happy where I'm at right now, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good, awesome. Um, yeah, and and uh, just last for me. I know this is a bit of a deep cut, but um, I. I've uh, seen recently that you actually featured on a really early Waterparks EP. Um, they're obviously killing it now. I was I was just surprised I hadn't heard of it Wait. beforehand. Um, 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 what's the band again? Waterparks? Waterparks. Austin, the singer's name is. Oh, my goodness. Do I not even know I'm on this? Say the name again. <laughs> Water Parks. Oh, I'm like, sorry. Yeah. No, it's that I'm not. I'm sorry. It's the accent. It's our accent. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course it is. I'm from the is, sticks yeah. out here in Pennsylvania. So, um, the, uh, no, no, you speak better English than us Welsh no, people. Well, yeah. I'm it's from a land better. where they say water instead of water. Uh, so uh, I don't, I don't say that. I stop myself from saying it, but like they'll say watermelon. 
but uh but <laughs> um but yeah um that was a yeah I, I do actually i do know about that um the because uh, my kids make fun of how i sing on that but uh the, oh, really? but, um yeah they um they had hit me up i think they were on equal vision at the time i think and i'm friends with equal vision and they I don't even know if they were on the label yet, but anyway, because they're, I guess, on another label now, but anyway, I was kind of doing this thing where I was, like, putting myself out there as, you know, I'll play on your record. I was actually, I was trying to do session work, so I opened up an email chain for session work, but then it wound up being a bunch of people that wanted guest vocal spots, Um, so I started just doing them for whatever, you know probably not enough money and uh so so that was uh that was how that came about uh they hit me up you know what's funny is i always did those uh those things and they would kind of let you do what you want to do and i would do it and they would they would always it would i always sent it back figuring i was going to get changes and everyone always would be like man it's amazing great we'll take it and i'm like sweet i nailed it and i would spend a lot of time if i was doing session work but normally whatever i sent in was accepted but water parks for some reason i did it i sent it back and they're like yeah it's not what we're looking for uh and then they like did like a demo of them singing it they wanted me to be very particular about how i said everything so it's not a surprise that they were the ones that got big but (laughs) it's not my favorite singing on there because i they instead of doing what i wanted to do i did exactly what they wanted and okay it was a little bit like you know because it's a little bit rappy almost like it's sort of tbs like but not quite you know but anyway doesn't matter my my first thought then when when they sent it back and said oh we're not sure was the cheeky bastards do you know the songs you've written (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I, well i I almost think they thought it wasn't taking back sunday ish enough so then Uh, i don't know so anyway i just remember that about it so (laughs) you should have hit one of them in the head with a microphone that would have been uh, that would have been tbs enough have i um yeah yeah um is there anything else now we can um, expect from you or the Color Fred or just any other projects coming up? Where should people look out for you? I just uh, ask people to go subscribe to the YouTube channel because I, I pretty much put things out every Tuesday, you know, as much as I can. I do the morning coffee with Fred every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Of course, over there it's later and, and some new music uh, is on the way as soon as I figure out how to not shoot myself in the foot over it so <laughs> mm, yeah well good yeah good luck with everything um thank you so so much for doing this thank you so so much for the music mm. and um Generally, the inspiration um it genuinely means the absolute world to us well i know mm. that me and morgan probably wouldn't be sitting here right now if it wasn't <laughs> for some of those take back sunday songs so yeah and, and um, bent to break by the color fred as well i've got to give a shout course. out however yeah. a record as well but um, thanks so much yeah. you guys no it really means a lot i uh i love i love talking to you guys and thanks for bringing up you know i like i like telling the stories from the past and uh thanks for giving me the opportunity to do it no worries. I'm glad. Thank I'm, you so much. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad we could finally make it work. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, um, yeah, appreciate you very, very much. And um, hopefully we'll get to do one of these in the flesh at some point. Oh, yeah. That would be sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I had touring plans before all this happened, but uh, so hopefully I can make it over there at some point. I had a UK band hitting me up about coming over there. Uh, but, it, you know, I kind of thought, what's the point in planning it at this moment? So we'll yeah. just wait. Mm. Okay. So no thanks, guys. Keep an eye out for that. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank yeah, you thank very, you so very much. much. And um, yeah, speak to you soon. Thank All you. Right, thank you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon, man. Tidy. Yeah, boy. I will never get fed up of hearing how Flavor Flav and Taking Back Sunday had that interaction together. Well, it's just a combination I think nobody ever, ever, ever expected. Like, No. Um, as a lover of both, um, music, mind, music, not... Um, <laughs> I haven't made love to any of Take Back Sunday or uh, Flavor Flav yet, so... Um, yeah, maybe the keyword. Anyway, but yeah, as a lover of both <laughs> music, yeah, when I saw that combination come together, I was like, how, what, uh? and I know we asked Adam and John about it and... And again, we've asked Fred, but it, yeah, unbelievable, brilliant, absolutely amazing. Uh, thanks again to Fred. What a chat, what a guy, what a legend. I love him very much. Yeah, like it's just lovely to see how honest he was with us and just getting to relay stories from his whole career. Like, honestly, you look at it, there's so many bands today, all the bands. If you listen to this, there are so many bands that you're obsessed with today that would not have had some of the influences they have had if it wasn't for Fred and his songwriting. 100%. 100%. Yeah, so if you ever listen to my old band, The Blackout and stuff like that, Fred and Take Back Sunday songwriting had a part in that, despite us, you know, not being, not sounding that much like a Take Back mm. Sunday style band but yeah so yeah they've had a massive influence over most i'd say a lot of your favorite bands have definitely had some sort of influence by taking back sunday um yeah which is awesome so yeah thanks again to fred what a guy let's do one dance la flesh yes as they say in yes. france yes please that would be awesome but like just to say again right I thought about this after we spoke, and I kind of wish we mentioned it, but, like, when you think he was vegan, right? He's vegan since 1997. I was born in 96. So he's been vegan for a fuck long time. (laughs) For as long as you've existed, pretty much. Pretty much, You weren't even on on solid food when he started uh, being a vegan. You know why, don't you? He was like, ah, that Morgan's born. So, like, I know by the time you grow, I better become vegan because he's going to eat so much shit that I need to save the planet. That is one way of looking at it, yes. That's that's one way. But part of me thinks that he literally didn't know that either of us existed until we did this. Even though I've met him before. (laughs) (laughs) I still don't don't think he knew either of us existed before. But uh, do you know what, Mog? It's a new year. I'll let you have it. Um, that's, that is the exact reason why he became vegan. And don't let anybody else, including Fred, tell you any fucking different, right? Good. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for, thanks for that. But um, again, thank you so much to Fred. Uh, if you haven't already, then please go and check out his YouTube channel, Fred 
in the shed with Fred. Go and click subscribe and check out all his amazing videos there. And I'm excited for new music from The Colour Fred to be coming out sometime this year, fingers crossed. They've released a few singles at the tail end of 2020 that are available now on Spotify, Apple Music, and all your standard music streaming platforms. So yeah, let's all have a giant The Colour Fred party. Yeah, and if you've enjoyed this episode or uh, any of the other 110 episodes, uh, check out patreon.com forward slash sapnin where you can become part of the greatest group of all time. No, not Limp Bizkit, <laughs> the Sapnin podcast group. <laughs> um, yeah, check out patreon.com forward slash sapnin. We have somehow made a community of beautiful, beautiful people. I just want to say, um, sorry I've been a bit quiet on it lately. Um We've had a lot of shit going on, but things will resume as soon as possible. Thank you to everybody who's on there for the supporting each other. That's the biggest thing. Like the fact they support us is mind blowing to me. What they do for each other is incredible, absolutely incredible. So I don't want to go on too much because we always fucking talk about it. But they are the best people, and um, I love them very, very much. Um, if you want to join the gang, check out patreon.com forward slash happening. Um, if not, but you do want to um, help us in a single way, why not follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SappeningPod. That's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. That's S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N, like Nine Inch Nails, P-O-D, like the new metal band with the dreads. Wow. I brought that back. Yeah, you brought that back and you've added uh, a different reference. I like that. Keeping it fresh, yep. Sean. Keeping it fresh and modern. Nice. Um, down but, with the kids. Da- <laughs> down with the sick... Oh, no, wait. Uh, anyway. I'm home with the downies. <laughs> oh, no, that's not right. Anyway, we've got plenty of... We've got plenty of exciting things on the cards now to start 2021 with some hung dingers. Let me tell you that. So if you keep... Wait, what? Did you say humdingers or hung dingers? I hope I said humdingers because that... I, <laughs> I <hope you> said <laughs> humdingers. <laughs> unless you know some things personally about some guests we've had that, that we didn't go into that you must have talked to them about off air. Hey, I'm... Humdingers. A- <laughs> <laughs> I'm a journalist. I get all the scoops, Sean. <laughs> all the scoops what oh, i'm trying to say that up. <laughs> I do bring that up. oh i've heard i've heard you've got a hell of a rig on you <laughs> any chance and all you on the podcast because it's a podcast you can't see us all we you, you just hear it go oh yeah oh i've heard you've got a hell of a rig on you and then the guest stands up and goes <laughs> oh my and you just hear us go <gasps> jesus christ but yeah we've had some hungdingers as morgan calls them what i'm trying to say is we've already got some very exciting plans for the start of this year in 2021 so keep updated with everything on the social media and with the patreon we're going to be adding some extra exclusive bonuses over the next coming months as well. So if you like us two Welsh idiots and you want a little bit more, you'd like to help us out, patreon.com forward slash sapnin. But I'm going to shut up now and let you, Sean, give a massive thank you to some of the elite members of our Patreon community. They are the top tiers. If you head to the description of this episode, there's loads of names we'd like to thank. Every single person in the Patreon means the world to us, but these lot have changed their names to something funny, probably, as they try and do every week at our expense. I don't know. know. We'll see, though. We'll see. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So thank you very much to everybody in the Patreon group, as Morgan just said. But um, a special thank you to Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Liwawe, Mitch Perry, Emma Barber, Janelle Caston, who's changed her name to Morse Code. I am not reading out Morse Code. I don't care if you join the Patreon and pay £12 million. No, I do care. If you can pay £12 million a month, I will learn Morse Code. Anyway... Thank you very much to Kelly Young, Nathan Croshaw, Dilly Brown Listerine and Betty's Jiggly Tits Grimwood. I have no idea what some of these names are about, but they're fantastic. Paul Hirschfield, Kelly Ewen, Michael Engler, Liam Conley, Scooby Drew Styles, Scooby Drew Styles. Oh, happy birthday to Dana, dance floor darling, Lasnava. Her birthday was last week. Kate. Uh, Kat Besant, Amadina Barno, Loz, Tony Michael, Tom Owen, Amy Campion, Johnny Phillips, Scott Jones has changed his name to Morse Code so he can get fucked. Bert, Simon Amos, Ollie Amesbury has also changed his name to Morse Code and I'm not fucking working that out. Thank you very much to Kate Stevenson, Jenny Sexy Boy Munster, Emily Senegals, Danny Eaton, Martina McManus, Lucy Diaz, Erin Howard, Becky Handy, John and Emma, Jason Oredia, Marcy Jacobson, Brian Pinker, Jenny Robson, Louis Cook, Kevin Clark, Caroline Robinson. Somebody else has changed their bloody name to Morse code. Let's have a look. Sorry about this. I've got to go to the email address. It's bloody Craig Harris. Of course it is. Kelly Cannon. Thank you very much. Sandra Kuwachek. Thank you very much. Livy Cropper. Tallulah Grant. James McNaught. Kelly Mallory. Stuart. Happy birthday to my second favourite frontman, Sean Smith. Love you, buddy McNaught. He hasn't changed this since last week, but thank you very much anyway. Sharif Awadali. Lydia Henderson. Julia U-E-U-A-A-Ting-Tang, Walla Walla Bing Bang, Ravitch. And then, um, <laughs> oh, this is a bloody nightmare. Jacob Turner has changed his name to Morse Code. What a bastard. TJ has changed his name to Morse Code. I'm not reading that out. Sean Smith versus Dr. Martin in Read the Car, car Park. Let's settle this. Let's settle that. If anyone from Dr. Martin's is listening to this, right, and I don't know where you are, how about finishing your product? Anyway, moving on. Thank you very much to Adam Parslaw, Alice struggling to make a funny name Wood, and last by no means least, uh, uh, a thank you and uh, also welcome. Welcome to the cult. I mean, welcome to the gang. Uh, Katrina, the penis stocking fan Robinson. I like how she's instantly come in with a name that's rude. Well done, Katrina. Thank you very much. Thank you very much to anybody who's joined the Patreon lately. Thank you very much. If you've ever been part of the Patreon, it genuinely means the world to us. I know we say it every week, but it does. 
Um, yeah, so, and that, that's why we say it. It's facts and feelings. So that's why you know we love every single person in that Patreon. You help this thing go in each and every week. But I do not understand the Morse code references this week. I mean, what are they actually put? What are they, what is it actually like? Don't what read. Do you mean what they like? What do you mean what do they put? What, what what's, what's Morse code to you, Ben? Like that kind of shit. <laughs> well, it's dot 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 uh, dot dot dash dash. Dot, ah, dash, okay, dot, okay, that makes sense now. See? Dash, dot, dash, dot, 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 dash, dot, 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 dash, dash, dot. So if anybody, if I, if somebody is listening to this, right, and what I've just read out, they've just sussed out in their head. You can't see me doing that, looking up like fucking I'm Rain Man, right? If they've sussed out exactly what I said in Morse code, let me know. I can't I don't think believe you just said that. I can't believe you've said that on the podcast now. Oh, what? Uh, yeah, what if... Oh, <gasps> no, I've just realised I've read out the Morse code and it could have said... Right, <laughs> listen to me. If that was offensive to anybody what I've just re- read out, right? If Janelle Caston has written something offensive, that is on the Australian Janelle Caston, right? Blame Australia. Don't blame me for reading it out. I'm just a chump. Like Will Farrell in Anchorman, I will read what they write you, <laughs> right? I can't help it. Um, but yeah, thank you very much to the Patreon group. Happy New Year to everybody. I hope to God it gets better for you than it was last year. Please, please stay safe. Please wear a mask. Um, and yeah, hopefully this will get back to normal at some point and we can see each other because God knows I would love an ag with some people right now. So, yes. Um, yeah, thank you very much for listening. This has been episode 111. Morgan, do you have anything more to add? Uh, I just want to tell everybody that they are loved. Stay positive. And as Bruce Springsteen says... Dance in the dark. Don't know why that came to me as I just did. I'm sorry, Sean. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like, oh, Bruce. What? (laughs) Anyway, anyway, let's leave it on that. I haven't got a fucking clue what Dancing in the Dark's about or why you'd fucking do it because you're bound to fall over. If I dance in the dark, 100% I would break my knee on a table. Anyway, thanks for the um, idea, Bruce. I'm not going to listen to you. This has been episode 111 of Sapna Podcast featuring the beautiful Fred Mascherino, featuring Morgan Richards and myself, Sean Smith. Oh, also, I'm in a band called Raiders. You can check out Raiders UK on all the streaming platforms. we got some real good songs out. Um, give them a listen. Oh, don't, like most of you haven't. So, tidy, lovely fucking Sapna! Sapnin! Oh, I chipped myself. I thought I hadn't recorded it. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.